It's episode 126 of the Auto What Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On and Rob Attrell. All right. And uh, <laughs> our guest today is Joey Clavette. How you doing, Joey? Hey, not too bad. So, Joey, you happen to be on what I just learned is our third year anniversary. So, special show. Something we definitely knew was happening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, all right, thank you. We <laughs> a round of applause from our guests. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, three years in, we're still doing the exact same thing, so we're going to start with a beer. <laughs> the exact same thing, half as often. <laughs> oh, that's right. We started out with a weekly yeah, show. Yeah, like right. all good things. We exactly. <laughs> we cut it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to start off with a beer, what are we drinking, Rob? This by week we have a beer from <laughs> that's right right uh, it's not ambiguous all right good for you uh we have a beer from granville island this is called uh lions and it's their summer ale so uh i, I hear it's got a, li- a lively tropical fruit flavor uh with subtle biscuity flavors as well does anyone uh, get that i don't get the biscuity flavors but i uh it's definitely fruity it is like a carbonated fruit juice <laughs> it's interesting. that seems good though it, it is good I'm, I'm enjoying it i have a big chunk of biscuit in mine <laughs> it's not the same they, thing they did not add that yeah. uh joey what do you think it doesn't really taste like a beer but it does taste fruity all right i don't know i enjoy it that's yeah, all right yeah keegan uh give your honest opinion uh, I love it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I think, and this, I've had a problem with Granville Island before in that their, their beers seem to be, uh, intentionally flavored. So sometimes yeah. with maybe like a pink fuzz, for example, local Ottawa grapefruit, uh, beer, it, it, the flavor comes about very organically and it feels like it belongs in the beer. Like it's, it's right. part of it, but with this and they're also there, they have a winter ale it seems like the flavor was maybe an afterthought to the brew. Interesting. That's surprisingly in depth. Yeah, po- but... possibly my most succinct and lucid uh, beer review <laughs> today. Okay. <laughs> they cheated. I'm intrigued to know if that's how <laughs> beer practiced, could work. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Is that how beer could work? But like, I mean, I know like dry hopping at the end tends to be something that's done for IPAs, but um, I'm curious if that could actually be a thing that they maybe. added that they add flavor kind of near the end of the process and it. Because the can says flavored beer. Right. So I think that must be something different than like a beer brewed with the flavor in it, you know? Hmm. The yeah. Kool-Aid package. Oh. I suppose. I, I, really just, yeah. I, I assume the branding is a bit more of expect something a bit more flavorful right, right. than. Mm. Oh, I thought it was mm. like a legal thing. Like, you Maybe. know, when they have to say, like, milk, <laughs> beverage. No, 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 milk, but dairy milk? beverage instead of milk. Right. I don't that. know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they do it on, what do they do it on? I guess, like, some stuff at the grocery store that's supposed to be milk. I'm just thinking yeah, the yeah, idea yeah, that you sure. got to be, like, legally warned or else uh, somebody's going to get upset, you know? Like, yeah, I guess yeah. Oh, fair. no, it's flavoring. Like. <laughs> Probably. So, <laughs> I have a feeling Keegan did his research this week because the ingredients of this beer, looking on the label itself... Are beer concentrated juices, <laughs> and then contains barley. No Wait, idea. Did you no. prep for the segment? It's all off the dome. There's actually oh, no. pineapple, concentrated pineapple and passion fruit mm. in this beer. Concentrate. Mm. I just have a discerning palate. Okay, <laughs> so I don't believe that for a second. But uh, so what? Thumbs up, guys. I think yeah. that if yeah, you want a good. fruity beer, yeah, this yeah. is a good fruity beer. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Right. It is what it is. The... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on. No, no, it's good. <laughs> so, Joey, tell yeah. us a bit about yourself. Where uh, Where are you from? And sort of talk talk us through your path. Okay. Well, I was born and raised here in Ottawa. Okay. Um, Where Mainly in Barhaven. I was uh, uh, I was in Nepean when I was younger, very mm-hmm. young. 
yeah, I grew up mainly in Barhaven, the suburb. Uh, uh, do, do you mean like what led me to where I am right now? Yeah. I feel like, uh, well... It's an open-ended question. Yeah, you yeah. You can very deal with whatever yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, so I, I, uh, I remember when, at the end of high school, I, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, and uh, I decided to run a, uh, a marathon. And uh, I thought this was a, it's a, it's a, it was an interesting turning point in my life because uh, so far, like, you know, you're thrown into high school. You don't really have a say in what happens. You don't have much mm. of a say. But this is like one thing that I went and I worked at and I was able to do it. And the entire point of it was to say, like, uh, if I set my mind to something, then I can do it, you know. And then once I did it, it was done. Uh, and then uh, for a period after that, there was like nothing else to do. And then the, <laughs> the challenge becomes finding out what it is exactly you want to do. And uh, uh, just so happened that uh, I met somebody while hosting, uh, I was hosting a film um, group at uh, the university, which was a funny experience in itself because it was, a, it was a film group that was intended for students and at one point had been full of students. And I found it online and it sounded like a, a cool thing. And I went there and it was a bunch of uh, very old men that had hijacked oh this God. student group. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up spending like a year trying to turn this into a cool, fun student thing. Meanwhile, hanging out with some kind of crazy, uh, I hope they're not listening to this, <laughs> yeah. old, uh, older folks at the university, huh. which was uh, an interesting experience to say the least. Uh, but it got me, I think, uh, a lot of the assets, uh, like like skills, uh, to be able to organize something like the paper that I'm doing right now. Sure. Uh, you know, you learn from doing wrong what you yeah, need to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can you talk about what is the paper you're doing right now? Right. So, uh, yes, <laughs> that's important, I, eh? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So uh, I am the founder of a newspaper called the Ottawa Wrench. It's uh, what we call a street newspaper. Uh, it features stories written by um, people who have experienced homelessness here in the city. And then we also cover news having to do with homelessness. And we uh, try to put some analysis pieces in. It's got some creative works, too. Uh, and it's a it's a full um, it's a tabloid on, on on actual newspaper, but you can also find it online at ottawarench.ca. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. When did you found? Oh, that was uh, actually started around this time last year, okay. but uh, we didn't have anything concrete until uh, September. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a bit about the name Ottawa Wrench? Like yeah, for sure. Um, one of uh, I was actually with one of the guys from the film group. Uh, and uh, oh, and and this uh, this other guy, uh, his name's uh, David Q, and he started um, uh, a group called Castlestone, and they were doing uh, outreach with the homeless and trying to do something good uh, to give back to the community. And uh, this other uh, guy from the group, uh, we were sitting around, we were trying to figure out a good name and, and something to express what we were trying to do. And he said, uh, "Well, how about the wrench? Because it's like you're trying to throw the wrench." into something trying to throw the wrench into poverty but it could also be used as uh something that fixes something mm -hmm. so it's kind of like right, right. yeah that's yeah. interesting changing cool. and fixing yeah and and so since you founded the paper uh you know what what what, what was the intent behind it like and 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 how has it evolved since you started the the intent was to be something like uh what other street papers are which is usually where uh they're uh, you've got homeless people who are, are selling the paper on the streets, yep. uh, which is uh, a goal of ours that we want to get, but there's like some regulations and stuff we got to do before we get there. But I think the main thing is to get the voice of these people out there so that 
uh, people can see where they're coming from and, and, and they themselves can uh, uh, feel some vindication that people are hearing them and it's not just a stereotype anymore, you know? Makes sense. Um, but, uh, but further than that, more concrete, we are, we are setting up um, uh, a learning, um, I guess it's like a class at what are called drop-in centers, which is where uh, you would go if you're homeless or um, at risk uh, for the day, and they give you a meal, and they got programs and things. And we are designing a program right now that would get people uh, to write creatively or journalistically, trying to get them so that they could write for the paper, so that at some oh. point, you know, it kind of builds itself oh, up, kind of right. bootstraps itself. Yeah. 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 And so we're working on that right now. Now, did you have a model that you looked at before you, you founded... <laughs> I don't know how much I should. It's gonna sound crazy, but it was. Uh, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast actually, okay. um, and they kept talking about Scientology. And this is gonna sound nuts, but <laughs> no, I'm curious to see I'm where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they do it, even though Scientology is totally crazy, but it's like it's so crazy, but people still come, come and do it. So yeah, there's something that's, that's gonna something that's gonna drag people in. Yeah, yeah there's a good yeah. model going on there, and so uh, uh, it was kind of the idea that you you. Um, go step by step you achieve this first and then you get this so one of the first things that we'd ask is that they write uh, 200 words about what they did yesterday or today uh, and this is uh, kind of just to uh, figure out where they are at uh, in terms of literacy and then after that you work your way up and you can start working on what we call a street story which is uh, that you can then get published in the wrench uh, uh, after we work on it and so you finish that and then you go a step further and a step further and a step further. And ultimately you can become, uh, you can lead one of these classrooms. I've been working on the curriculum, uh, but you can lead the class. You can become an editor. You can become a writer for the paper after you complete certain steps. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to just say it's Scientology, nope, but that no, was kind of, of the thing that sparked it, even though it was a, yeah. a little nutty. Okay. Yeah. And what is the the lifespan of that kind of program like what uh how long would you say it takes from someone from intake to becoming uh, an integ integral part of the well that's something i'd really like to learn yeah. i guess because we're at like such an early stage we mm -hmm. actually just had our first meeting um this past saturday yeah at uh, center 454 and so that's something that i'm really interested to see uh how long it takes but um I think it would vary on, uh, right. depending on the person. We've had, uh, like, uh, if you read the paper, Ron Winston has written uh, street story pieces in every issue. I think he didn't write one in the last one, but, you know, he's a continuing. They have different, uh, I guess, levels of commitment. And so how, yeah. how often do you put out a paper? Oh, once every two months. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, the drop-in centers and a newspaper is very, very, very closely tied, I suppose. Mm -hmm. and, and where is the drop-in is you say center uh it's called center 454 it's right on the corner of um rito and king edward and, and how do i guess it's one street up yeah. oh i know yeah okay. mm -hmm. exactly. st albans yes yeah so how, how you said the first one was on saturday yeah how did that go uh it went pretty well we had somebody uh they were like a lot more ambitious than i had thought uh okay. one of them is trying to write a book oh, cool. uh yeah so uh, that was really cool. Uh, and then the other guy, there was this guy who had already written all this, these poems that he's given us, and so we're going to start putting them in the paper. Mm. Uh, so it went pretty well. We're kind of like establishing it, and I'm seeing uh, what they think of my ideas before I go and I mm. shove anything down anybody's throat, you know? Right, yeah. and what, what kind of mm -hmm. feedback have you received from them? 
Um, it was so basic that uh, I haven't really, I haven't really moved it too much yet. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> now, how did you go about recruiting? Maybe recruiting is the wrong word, but. But at least, for the lack of a better term, recruiting people to, to attend this drop-in, or did you just sort of post posters or and, and whatever, and just yeah, f- yeah, yeah. Fingers? you know, actually, there's a, I didn't even think about it, but there's a pretty intriguing story behind that. Uh, there's this guy named Dave Rayner who goes by the name uh, Big Dave okay. in uh, in the sector, okay. and the room that we're in is actually named after him okay. uh, because he worked with Center Four Five Four for so long, and he started so many writing groups, and he was really able to engage people. Uh, I guess he's been doing it for decades now and I met him at another place called St. Luke's Table and they have their own little uh, uh, writing group that they've got there and it was just um, so it was meeting them meeting him especially him somehow you put his name on uh, the poster and it just draws people in and so we've got all these people helping us and all these people showing up because Dave is such a central figure mm, wow, that's yeah great. Yeah, cool. yeah wait wait sorry talk a bit more about dave so like, yeah so uh how how has he become like i don't i don't i've never heard that sorry yeah so yeah just, no for sure i'm sure that people curiosity. haven't heard of him uh i don't know he's just uh now that you're bringing it up i'm realizing what a big deal dave is <laughs> well, <apparently, yeah. laughs> and i should ask him about his background but uh as far as i know he was a social worker at the center 454 who started a writing group and he was getting he was he was just able to get people so engaged in the writing and i mean you can tell when you meet him like his passion for the writing and how much he knows and and what he writes himself and it's like uh, you're like extracting something out of yourself when you're writing and and he's really really good at at getting that out of people right and uh i guess there's just some sort of aura around him okay. and uh interesting. yeah yeah he got the name big dave because he's a big guy he's got a big laugh okay <laughs> yeah yeah so you know on the topic of homelessness um i'm uh i'm, I'm curious you know i mean on top of over and above the stuff that you've you've done uh with with the wrench and otherwise what you know do you have sort of a perspective on how homelessness is sort of managed handled or or, or otherwise in ottawa uh, because i know there there are obviously a lot of there are different schools of thought in terms of what the city has put in place and and whether the support is there that's needed and and obviously mm-hmm. it it brings in a, a wealth of of uh, of discussions or, or or ideas with respect to not just homelessness but but sometimes you know uh, uh mental health so I'm just mm-hmm. curious, you know, what, what's what's your take on sort of the status or the the state of of homelessness in Ottawa, as general as that sounds? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, something that I kind of set out to learn about, you know, by making the paper. And I guess uh, you mentioned something really important, which is the mental illness, which is like such a huge problem. And I think that's kind of at the root of everything. I was having a conversation with my friend today where it's like, uh, if you go in and you, your liver is damaged and you go into the ER, you're going to get help like right away, right? Yeah. Um, if you go in and you have um, like a problem with your brain, it's just another organ in your body. You don't get the same help, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that, that in my experience, that's been a huge thing where people uh, end up homeless because they've got... Uh, mental health issues and then trauma is a huge problem as well uh especially people who go through um 
the child i'm kind of bringing your question into yeah. this really broad uh i mean because it goes so deep like uh the youth homelessness uh kids go through cas and yeah. a lot of the times it's really bad in, in the foster care and stuff and you end up with this trauma and they get into the wrong places and uh, because of the trauma you get mental uh illness and then the way that we deal with it is we have these uh shelters which uh, you know, I mean, it's not really an effective way. I don't think that anybody says it's an effective way to end it. Uh, it's it's been, it's it's just it seems kind of like chaos the way that uh, we try to deal with it. Um, yeah. It, okay. uh, <laughs> no, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's obviously it is really a very, open-ended. Yeah. I wonder uh, what you guys think about it, because, I mean, that's definitely one of the things that I want to know. What, what do other people think about it? Well, yeah, I I, <clears throat> I mean, I it's, it's 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 obviously difficult. Uh, one thing that I know that's come up a few times, and, and Rob can probably speak to it a, a bit more, but, uh, you know, the idea of basic income is something mm-hmm. that's come up uh, a lot in some of the conversations that I've had with, with Rob in particular, but also just... You, you see more. You see it as a, a growing uh, idea, trend, and, and not just here, but internationally. I think Finland is the. Is it Finland I'm thinking of that that recently? Yeah, uh, Switzerland has a basic income pilot, uh, uh, not close. pilot. It was They're a referendum, close. and they have decided to go through. And I'm not sure of the final number they decided on, but um, curiously, this year, um, Ontario, the Ontario government budgeted. Uh, money for a pilot of basic income. Yeah, I think they're Kitchener, doing three areas. Yeah, Kitchener and I think a couple other areas in the GTA, they're communities of a few thousand people that are getting this money unconditionally. I find it very interesting in terms of just, um, there have been a couple of different ideas, basic income being one of them, that it's not that we're trying to help specific people. It's that we're trying to give everyone enough to, to live. Maybe we should explain the basic income. Yeah. So there's a couple of kinds as well. Yeah, right? there, yeah, yeah. There's a few different kinds. So there's, there are a couple different kind of negative income taxes that mm-hmm. if you don't make enough money, you actually get a bigger income tax refund than, than someone who makes kind of an, over a certain threshold of money. And the, the idea of basic income that the, at least the Ontario pilot is using is actually basically just setting a floor and so i think it's a few thousand dollars but every person that's taking part in this trial for i think it's five or ten years just gets x thousands of dollars every year no Mm -hmm, you don't need to be unemployed you don't need to prove anything you just get it and then they study that for for a certain number of years and then look at outcomes like health and Mm -hmm. and things like homelessness yeah and uh, so I'm very curious because they did a, they did research in back in the 70s. There was a town called, in Manitoba called Dauphin. Yeah, they right. did a pilot uh, a program called Mincom that was I think it was four or five year pilot. And then basically the money ran out, and nobody ever looked at it. So yeah. the, it was like it was a government program. So the government gave enough money for the program for X number of years, and then money ran out. And nobody looked at it until about five or ten years ago. And then once they started looking into the data, like, wow, this is a really good idea. Everyone, like everything got way better. People, (laughs) it turned out people didn't necessarily stop working altogether, which is one of the big kind of. Yeah. yeah, There's just the demographic of the, I think it was uh, young mothers. Yeah. And students. And people, so yeah, those people, it turned out they didn't not work at all. They just worked part time or they worked Mm -hmm. 15 hours a week instead of taking a full time job that, and so it led to all kinds of great things like kids staying in school and moms being able to stay home with their their children or moms or parents mm-hmm. being able to stay home and even like crazy things yeah. like the uh uh the amount of motor vehicle accidents mm. <laughs> went down <laughs> I, I, I yeah. read that yeah 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 
Interesting. The uh, the other interesting thing, and I know I first heard about the Salt Lake City doing this, um, but I know Calgary also has a program, literally by definition, ending homelessness by just giving anyone who's homeless lodging for free. Right. That's uh, Medicine Hat, I think. Okay. In, in Medicine Hat. Or, I think, yeah. But Calgary maybe, also definitely oh, yeah, has they, yeah. a program where they're just like. You're homeless? Not anymore. Here's yeah. a home. Like here's somewhere to Yeah, live. and that one's really cool because yeah. they like uh well I don't know the one that you're talking mm-hmm. about, but um in uh, Medicine Hat, uh it's like the housing first, but when they house you, they house you with other people that might have similar issues to you and then they have somebody who's meant to deal with those issues and right, so right. not only are they giving you housing but they're giving you help at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's a, interesting. Yeah, how's that yeah. work so far? Uh it seems to have gone really well. I've seen like a couple of uh uh, like op-eds from the city, from the town of Medicine Hat, where people are against it and they're saying, well, there's still some homeless. But it, yeah. from from every indicator, it seems like uh, they've done a hell of a lot. That's great. Yeah. And it started like last yeah. year, I think. I remember reading the story yeah, mm-hmm. a while recent. ago. Yeah, interesting. Aside from that, yeah, it's... It, it's interesting because I'm yeah I'm 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 interested in in the mental health side of it and I don't think it's always because of mental health either. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, there's, there's certainly a divide there, but it's and, and and you know sometimes you know there are a number of shelters available and I don't know I don't know how they work and whether they're effective or not, but I, mm-hmm. I do know that there's there's sometimes a sentiment that even though this is available, in some cases there there are some that that would prefer not to use it right and, yeah and because that's a whole other side of it and i'm not mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. that's all the cases so it's isn't it it's complicated and that's, <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah. it's 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 interesting and that's why i'm i uh, yeah. i was curious but uh, i think for a lot of people also it's an issue that is very easy to ignore or not think about you know mm-hmm. like people you know i think me personally i feel like i'm so far removed from it yeah. uh I, you know i don't know any homeless people i don't interact with homeless people and so how can you even start to uh you know to engage or to it's not even like a part of your your life you know sure and i think that is a, a real issue that or you know it's it won't get uh attention if it's not in people's uh the forefront of people's minds true too all right well with that let's uh let's switch gears a bit keegan what's classic auto yeah we'll switch gears just a bit going from <laughs> tackling serious issues to talking to about news some uh <laughs> the lighter side of the news in ottawa classic ottawa is our our news segment where we talk about stuff going on. Nice. Your intro gets longer and longer, but it's such a self-explanatory <laughs> yeah. segment. He also loses interest in yeah, his own does. explanation. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Ottawa Fury had a miraculous comeback victory over Toronto FC this past Sunday. After allowing a goal early on, the Fury rallied and scored a pair in the second half, securing themselves a spot in the semifinals. The match was so electrifying that attendees actually went minutes without checking the score of the Sens game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, an addend, a, addendum amendment to that okay. joke is that I saw online they were actually offering free tickets to the Fury game because really? the, like, the Sens game was uh, such a big deal on Sunday, right, I guess, yeah. that attendance was super low. It's not. They're not even that. I mean, they're not that expensive. Fury yeah, they're like games. 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like, all right. Anyone can go in. They probably want to fill the stands. Like I guess. To, yeah. like, on camera, it looks better. Was the Suns game even in Ottawa on Sunday? I don't know. I think it was in Pittsburgh, right? The previous one was... Yeah, yesterday's game. Or, uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, Whenever this was. I think this was a two-part, uh, the Toronto FC, like it's a two-part series. Oh, maybe they it's They play one a home-and-away games. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know there, were, there was definitely one last night, so the 
that particular statistic might have referred to the one yesterday. Perhaps. Whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. Good stuff. Makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> this season, Ottawa is at an increased risk of Lyme disease, according to a new report. The public is cautioned to avoid ticks, creatures who are drawn to warm, moist spots, such as backs of knees, armpits, and groins. Oh, is that why we call Amon the human tick? Okay, come on, man. The <laughs> <laughs> worst. Moist spots. Sad I can think of any other moist spots on the body. All right. That counts. The Weston Hotel is suing the city for $100,000 in damages <laughs> due to the Rito sinkhole last year. Apparently, the hotel was forced to evacuate four rooms. Wow. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't even sound like a joke. That just sounds like a fact. <laughs> a fact. Yeah. Is that hotel expensive, though? I actually don't know. Have you I think it West? is. It, it would have to be. I, yeah. I have been to the conference center before, right. and, and yeah. the uh, the hotel's right next to it. Mm-hmm. And in the conference center, they have, like, Best Buy vending machines where oh, you yeah. can buy tablets wow. and things. Yes. So I'm expecting okay. that Pretty they're probably end. expensive. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, the repair price of the Phoenix Pay system has now surpassed what it originally cost to implement. Financial experts are calling for a new approach to rectify the situation, specifically to simply buy an actual Phoenix. I actually really like that idea. Yeah. Buying an actual Phoenix? Yeah. 100,000? Yeah. An actual mythical creature. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the news this week in Ottawa. All right. Well, speaking of Ottawa, uh, speaking let's, of phoenixes, yeah, uh, that too. Uh, let's let's <laughs> chat about some of the things you like about the city. You've grown up here. Yeah, you've probably seen a lot of change here. Uh, so yeah, what 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 is it you like about Ottawa? If you were selling, if somebody was listening from out of to town, sell Ottawa, to somebody. and they, somebody's thinking of moving <laughs> here, why would they move here? What, what's 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 good and, and I guess what's bad about this place too? Like, talk about Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, it's small, which. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but sure. it's like a little bit more intimate uh, yeah. as a city. Like somewhere like Toronto, you can get lost in. Somewhere like New York City, like you could definitely. I think New York City must be like 10, 20 times bigger. Yeah, for sure. Ottawa. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's got uh, it's got a history to it. You know, uh, the canal is very nice. It's beautiful. You can uh, you can skate on it like three days in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, like, uh, it's got some old buildings and then it's got like a lot of, uh, kind of ugly architecture, honestly, but, mm. uh, you take the good and the bad. Uh, just out of curiosity, give me an example of what you think is ugly architecture. We're going to call somebody out. Call, yeah. call, call a building out. Call a building out. <laughs> There's a lot of oh, good the examples. NAC. I think if they just yeah. they just took down the NAC and put something else there, Wait, my God. Even with Could, the rebuild that's happening, you're like, no, tear it down. Maybe. maybe. I mean, there's still this big, ugly brown thing I right guess. there. Like, it's just... It's an art center, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's so just brown thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know. Okay, no, that's fair. I, that's hope, fair. Yeah. I hope what we end up with is like this beautiful shining thing like the, crystal the brown thing beside it just yeah. kind of fades like in the background ignore it just put yeah, like exactly. posters exactly. all over it yeah exactly uh, <laughs> all right yeah i think that's actually my least favorite thing in the city oh wow is that right yeah it, okay. it ticks me off yeah, I, 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 I hear that that's, okay interesting yeah and and what about like uh you know other other places that uh you know even people in ottawa might not know about hidden gems as it were uh Montreal Road is really funny. I don't know why. Like that. Uh, <laughs> it I, is. That's true. <laughs> uh, as far as hidden gems go, I mean, you go there and it's a, like a totally different place. It doesn't seem like Ottawa. I guess uh, they weren't. Um, 
in the municipality of Ottawa for so long that it just like grew on its own. Okay. And uh, you go over there and there's, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's it's not like uh, it's not like going to the Chateau Laurier or anything. Sure, you know, no, it's it's if you're into kind of strange things. Uh, so there's like <laughs> places. I I went to this place and uh, there was it was like a pizza shop, but you could also get ice cream and then you could also buy cigarettes. And that was sort of like the three wow. things that they okay. did. And then they were putting cigarettes in delivery bags and delivering cigarettes to people. And wow. I just thought, wow, because 20, why not? 2017. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just funny. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, that's sure. what's there. Um, yeah, and the paths and stuff. I mean, to, to go on a totally different gear, like yeah. you can go right to the Gatineau Hills, and it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. Um, there's some stuff uh, in uh, uh, Bell's Corners, uh, that area. What, what would you call that's, that? That's you interesting that you yeah. were specifically naming Bell's Corners. Yeah, but yeah why? the Green Belt, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keegan's Keegan's from there, and yeah. uh, we make fun of it Me all the time. Producer Zach, we grew producer up. Producer Zach, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were it. making fun of it. Why? Yeah, just it's easy to make yeah, fun that's of. Like a town. Yeah, but but you're promoting it. They have what? Sorry, they got the Green Belt. That's right. Yeah, they're really close. I remember, like, I really did not take advantage of that as a kid. Like, it was in my backyard, and there are all kinds of like stony swamp trailers there, and. Mm. places that people flock to yeah i used to uh drive over there when i was running and i would go run through the thing it was beautiful right yeah 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 not bad hmm. okay and and we ask a lot of our guests this because i'm just curious to hear what people's take on it is but like do you have any favorite restaurants in ottawa no that's uh i don't and i think that's kind of sad but i, I need to okay. i need to find a place and then i like set on it okay. oh what's that uh it's going to be bad because I don't know the name of it. That place where you can get, there's just chocolate on everything. It's right in, uh, right in Byward. Uh, they make pancakes and waffles. Hmm. I don't actually know what this is. Oh, I've oh, heard that, of this place, not, but I've never been. It's not been. like Coco 70, eh? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have one at Lansdowne, too. Yeah, that place Very is cool. crazy. Not bad. <laughs> that place is crazy. Nuts. It's not bad. Chocolate on everything. And well, I, I see you have an interesting story about, uh, right, this is another interesting man you know in Ottawa. Somebody Hi, met. Gerard. Gerard. Sorry to yeah. cut you off. No, that's all right. Tell us about <laughs> Just Gerard. get so excited. <laughs> that's, hey, that's good. That's good. That's a story. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was uh, one of the first pieces. That I, I used to write for a paper called The Leveler, and that was one of the first pieces I really enjoyed writing. I wrote about my experience with Gerard because it's just so crazy it felt like a vice article you ever read, read all mm -hmm. or uh what is it uh fear and loathing in las vegas that guy right, yeah. okay uh yeah that was a lot of fun he <laughs> so he's this man that uh uh they call him a freakin but he never thought of the word uh it means that he uh well he hasn't purchased a consumer good since the 60s Whoa. uh he said that he bought a he bought a pair of boots in alberta in 1960 and like that was the last time that he ever purchased anything uh because he just lives off of uh what people throw out and what he can get for free uh so i uh, i spent uh i spent a weekend with him a couple of times actually uh over in alexandria where he's uh he's got a house uh it's this little shack he got really mad at me because i called <laughs> i called it like a garbage dump you know it's, it, I, 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 I it's ironic that he kind of um 
didn't he, he's against the garbage culture that we have we throw so much away we're so wasteful sure. and then i went into his house and like there wasn't a floor it was like pallets on brick on the foundation uh, yeah yeah uh and he was just stacked and and so the time after after he read the piece and i went back he wouldn't let me in the house to see it oh, no. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. Uh, i'm sorry gerard if you're listening to this but uh, <laughs> i love you uh he's uh we we slept in the in the top floor of of a church what he had me doing there uh, because it was so cold that we couldn't stay in his house because he doesn't have heating or electricity and uh, he plays uh, he makes a living playing the organ so this is a I was there doing compost in his backyard. He's very big into compost. And uh, he had, uh, the first time I went there, it was um, uh, Starbucks would throw their breakfast sandwiches out uh, halfway through the day. And he would go and he'd grab them. And so we were eating old, thrown out uh, Starbucks sandwiches. Of course. Yeah, living the life. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I thought that was very funny. It's just a, meanwhile, he's like reciting poetry to me on the train ride there. Uh, I wish I could. I remember what it was some <laughs> long epic poem and he had remembered so many stanzas of it and uh, he told me that uh, when he was younger he was in the uh, anti-war movement and at the uh, in the 60s it was about nuclear war and, and stuff right they wanted to stop nuclear pro- proliferation right. and uh, he had talked about how he had attended uh, 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 a rally with uh, Bertrand Russell in England, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'd been there where Bertrand Russell was giving an anti-war talk, and then from there they walked all the way to Moscow. I guess they took the tunnel, and then they started from France, walked all the way to Moscow. What? And he he said that at one point he went to uh, Simon de Beauvoir. I don't, I'm bad at pronouncing it. She's a French philosopher. Okay. He went to her door, a student of uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, and uh, I think he just wanted her to sign his paper. I think he just wanted to meet her, but he told me about right, how he right. met her, and I thought that was really funny. Wow. And, and they walked all the way to Moscow. And I guess the whole time, because, I mean, if I'm going by his timeline, he didn't buy anything the whole time. <laughs> he was just scavenging right. his way through uh, his way through Europe to Moscow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Oh, he's a very interesting guy. But how, like, How did you meet him? Uh, at the at the film uh, oh, yes. uh, series that I had. That's yeah, right. He was That's one right. of the attendees. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Uh, all right, I know we're we're running up on time, but we have a game. Yeah, speaking fast. of philosophers, <clears throat> we're gonna play a game called "To Be or Not to." Oh, that's not philosophy. Oh, <laughs> no. I'll yeah, stick with of. it. "To Be or Not to Be," our classic philosophy game, sure. where yeah. we're gonna have uh, Joey. You'll represent Team Guest, and oh. then we have Team Ottawa over here. These yes. the perennial losers, some would call you. Great. Yes. You'll, you'll win one day, maybe today. Here's how it's gonna work. I'm going to describe. Uh, philosopher to you and you tell me who it is okay pretty straightforward joy would you like to go first or second uh i'll go first okay first this man thought therefore he was oh come on that's uh renee descartes renee descartes very nice <laughs> i'm my, counting my, on you for all on. this <laughs> one of my like only uh i have heard that quote but sure Okay, um, this woman was a Greek mathematician, astronomer, and philosopher. Uh, that's such a difficult one. That's like. such a broad one. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, called women, Rob. Yikes. Take it easy, jeez. <laughs> Team Otto, what over here? Coming up swinging. Wow. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know I'm going to have heard of her, but I don't, I don't know who it is. Spit out a name. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I know a bunch of names, but I don't know of any that are female for sure. Because mm-hmm. they're all just very odd-sounding names. Hmm. 
Here we go. Plata. Plata. Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. It was Hypatia. Hypatia. Oh, okay. How did, you know, how did you guys not get that? Yeah, that's it. Okay. How about this one? The team guest. This philosopher asked his students questions incessantly. Socrates. Socrates, yes. <laughs> See, classic and classic. Yeah, yeah. Old-timey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's two to zero so far, team Ottawa. Here you go. Um, this philosopher, during her brief career, wrote novels, treatises, a travel narrative, and even a history of the French Revolution. <laughs> Who was she? When when Keegan first started off, I wanted to say Ayn Rand, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's Ayn Rand. No, by the end, Plato. No, my gosh, it's Mary <laughs> w- Wollstonecraft. Uh, you, oh. you knew that one? Oh, I know of her. I didn't know the wow. answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I guess, I guess she was great. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> team Ottawa is zero for two in naming women philosophers. Yep. <laughs> Not don't, a good look, guys. Don't turn into this. <laughs> All right, final last question for team guest. Uh, it's, it's not a philosopher. It's close. <laughs> this stone was the subject of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> I just realized it didn't make any sense. Hagrid, no. <laughs> the philosopher. The no. philosopher's stone, Ooh. a perfect three-point game. I thought it was called Sorcerer's Stone. Am I wrong? It was the Sorcerer's Stone in the United States. In the UK, it was Philosopher's Stone. They don't believe in philosophy in the stone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. They believe in witches. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Team Ottawa for some semblance of redemption. Uh, uh, (laughs) This philosopher said, uh, was often concerned with man in the singular and described herself as a political theorist because her work centered on the fact that men not man, live on Earth and inhabit the world. That one's Ayn Rand. I think so. Definitely. No, it was Hannah Arendt. <laughs> ah. So close. Hannah Arendt, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you said we couldn't name female philosophers, but we had Plato. Plato again. Plato and is not Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good game. Uh, that, that was a... Uh, that was, that was, Good work, that was guess, a poor showing. Kind of leaves like a sour taste. In yeah, your mouth. it does. Yeah, a bunch of guys, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, want to, I want to turn these yeah. tables. Finish and make that you, sentence. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Yeah. Just guys who. Who what? I don't think it's you maliciously don't know women philosophers, but oh, I no. think you just are generally ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's on purpose. It's that's not fair, intentional. That's fair. <laughs> Okay. You don't go out like looking to not know yeah. anything. No, yeah. No, no. But there's definitely some is. like. A deeper level there. Yeah. <laughs> There's something. You're you're a crazy person. <laughs> All right. With that, uh yeah, we've we've run up on time and that uh wasn't worth it. So <laughs> uh Joey, we'll give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug, you know, websites, um, where to find the newspaper, all of that. So here's your chance. Sure. So uh it's called the Ottawa Wrench. Uh you can find it at ottawawrench.ca uh we've got a facebook and a twitter so like us and follow us and uh, we also have a patreon um which you can find on the bottom of the website and uh if you can donate anything monthly it really helps us out a lot so uh, and people can, everything. can donate there because you get perks at a certain point so you can mm-hmm. subscribe at a certain point to the actual newspaper right right and so yeah if you give a certain amount you get the paper oh and i guess i should mention where the paper is you can yes. find it uh uh we put them at bluebird cafe uh yes. we, we're market. trying to get them into the bridge heads nice. which would be great yeah. yeah uh we get them out in uh the two universities um we try to get them into some stores in the uh in the market but it's been 
kind of an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, we put them, we put a lot of them in the shelters themselves. Right. So they sure. Around yeah. that way. Yeah. Very cool. Not bad. Keegan. Rob, we're going to listen to find us. <laughs> that is uh, ottawatpodcast.com. There you'll find episodes of the podcast. You'll find our Ottawa news articles. And, you should use uh, like, some pictures once in a while. Pictures of what? Oh, like candid shots of us. Well, that'd be fun. Blitz. I'll leave you, you in charge yeah. of that. Yeah, be in charge too. of that. Okay, I, yeah. Post whatever. <laughs> like, use our Instagram, whatever. I'll just yeah, sync my Google mm. photos to the... Oh, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> definitely do that. Do that. <laughs> just throw up anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Keegan, do you have anything left to say? Uh, I don't really understand how sound works. Okay. And with <laughs> that, we'll end the podcast. How does it work? So, uh, Joey, just say auto watch and we'll end it from there. Auto what? <laughs>